0: It's Tuesday, October the 12th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Georgieva stays atop the IMF, and India and China stay at loggerheads. First, the World in Brief. The IMF's executive board decided to retain its managing director, Kristalina Georgieva, She has been under scrutiny over allegations that, during her stint as the World Bank's CEO, she pressed staff to manipulate data to improve China's standing in the doing business rankings, which was subsequently scrapped. At the conclusion of eight board meetings, the IMF released a statement expressing its quote, full confidence in Ms. Georgieva's leadership. Talks between India and China to resolve disputes about their borders failed decisively, with each side blaming the other. Their worst skirmish last year killed 20 Indian soldiers and at least 4 Chinese. Deployments are at their highest level in decades. India has boosted its air forces, while China appears to have built extensive military infrastructure, including field hospitals and underground bunkers. Oil prices continue to surge. On Monday, the price of West Texas Intermediate Crude the American benchmark, rose to above $80 a barrel, a seven-year high. Brent crude reached a three-year high. Prices have increased because of growing global demand as countries ease out of lockdowns. Last week, OPEC and its allies agreed to increase oil production gradually. The British government's early response to the COVID-19 pandemic was the country's worst ever public failure, according to a new report by a cross-party group of MPs. Neglecting to stop the spread of the disease, then aiming for herd immunity and delaying the first lockdown, led to extra deaths. All this despite some successes, including the development and distribution of vaccines. The Governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, banned public and private institutions from imposing vaccine mandates. President Joe Biden has been calling on bosses across America to make vaccination a condition of employment. Mr. Abbott accused Mr. Biden of, quote, bullying and said the rules would disrupt the economic recovery in Texas, which has been especially hard hit by the pandemic. AstraZeneca said AZD-7442, a combination of two antibodies, halved the risk of severe disease or death in COVID-19 patients, who had been symptomatic for seven days or less, based on data not yet peer-reviewed. Separately, Merck, a drug maker, asked America's Food and Drug Administration to approve its antiviral pill, molnupiravir, for emergency use. This year's Nobel Prize for Economics was shared between three academics for their work on labor economics. David Card shared the prize with Joshua Angrist and Guido Imbens. The Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences said their insights into how natural experiments can be used to understand cause and effect in the labour market had, quote, revolutionised empirical research. And fact of the day 8%. The share of Emirati citizens who worked solely at private firms in 2019. Keen to trim bloated public sector payrolls, the United Arab Emirates and other Gulf states offer big subsidies to pull workers into private employment with little success. And now, here's today's agenda. A Tangled Problem Afghanistan The leaders of the G20 meet on Tuesday to try and undo the Gordian knot that is Afghanistan's worsening humanitarian crisis. The economy is in terrible shape, food is running out and winter is drawing close. Meanwhile, the Taliban appear as intransigent as ever. The anxious calm that followed their takeover in August may be ending. Islamic State Khorasan province, a jihadist group, has escalated its attacks against both their, quote, Islamic Emirate and civilians. A mosque bombing on Friday killed scores and wounded more than 100. The G20 leaders are under pressure to respond. Their priority, according to Mario Draghi, Italy's Prime Minister, is saving lives and money will be pledged to stave off hunger. But the delegates must grapple with the question of how to help without lending legitimacy or otherwise strengthening the Taliban. Aiding a government of sanctioned militants who refuse to educate girls might make things worse. Counting Carrots LVMH As Fashion Week season ends and influencers go from jet-setting to jetting home, the bean counters take over. On Tuesday, LVMH, Europe's most valuable firm, will give an update on its quarterly revenues. The luxury Mastodon behind brands such as Louis Vuitton and Veuve Clicquot will soon be followed by its rivals Kering, owner of Gucci and Richemont, Cartier. Covid-19 looked to have felled the sector by preventing rich Asian tourists from splurging in Milan and Paris. But it recovered faster than anyone expected driven by soaring sales in China. LVMH's numbers will indicate how complete that recovery has been, offering a checkup on all luxury sectors, from hotels to watches and pret-a-porter. Bling-minded investors will be especially keen to know if Bernard Arnold, LVMH's chairman and chief executive, has made Tiffany, a jewellery brand it took over at the start of the year, sparkle. Bank's Account Earnings Season in America J.P. Morgan Chase, America's largest bank, and Goldman Sachs, another financial heavyweight, report earnings on Wednesday. After several quarters of bumper profits driven by frantic market activity and borrowers' unexpected resilience, the numbers have probably returned to more normal levels in the third quarter. Provisions for expected losses were increased during the pandemic, initially denting profits. When those losses did not materialize, banks wrote the value of loans back up, lifting earnings for the past three quarters. But loan loss reserves are now at normal levels. As a result, JP Morgan is expected to post growth in earnings per share of just 3% year-on-year. Analysts expect Goldman's growth to be similarly muted. The same is expected at Bank of America, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley and Wells Fargo, which all report this week. Big banks' reports often contain information such as credit card spending data, so expect some clues as to how the American consumer is adapting to normality. Doing What Comes Naturally Nobel Prize for Economics Working out what causes something is hard, as social scientists know all too well. Ideally, researchers can test their hypothesis in a randomized experiment. But designing them can pose practical and ethical questions. On Monday, David Card at the University of California, Berkeley, shared the Nobel Prize with Joshua Angrist at MIT and Guido Imbens at Stanford University. Their work proved that imperfect natural experiments, in which some quirk of history has effects similar to intentional randomization, can still establish cause and effect. Dr. Card's work examined how immigration, education and minimum wages affect employment. In one influential study, Written with the late Alan Kruger, he found that a minimum wage increase in New Jersey did not affect how many people were hired in low-wage jobs in restaurants compared with next-door Pennsylvania. Dr. Angrist and Dr. Imbens solved methodological problems in natural experiments, making their results easier to interpret. All three, quote, revolutionized empirical research, the prize committee said. Call for the Dead Le Carre's Last Novel John Le Carre, who died last December, had a remarkable life and career. Over the course of six decades, the author and one-time spy charted geopolitical upheaval and people's capacity for treachery, conflict and abuse of power. In his archive of unpublished material was a final complete novel, his 26th, called Silverview. With it, Le Carre shines a light on the murky world of espionage one last time. It is a short yet compelling tale, revolving around a city slicker reinventing himself in a seaside town, a Polish émigré with divided loyalties and a British spy, our chief sniffer dog, hunting down a security breach. The book takes several chapters to get going, but once it does, Le Carre displays his characteristic blend of drama, intrigue and sharp characterisation. Silverview is not a career high, but fans will enjoy it as a worthy addition to his back catalogue. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Wilt Chamberlain, who died on this day in 1999. Everything is habits forming so make sure what you do is what you want to be doing. That's it from The Economist morning briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber...